This is episode 356, Never Feeling Good Enough with Dana. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I have another fresh new episode for you on a topic that I think a lot of you can relate to, that feeling of never feeling good enough, never feeling like things are good enough, always looking for what may go wrong. These are all patterns that so many of us can relate to, and I'm so grateful to Dana for bringing this topic forward. We talk about a lot of great stuff in this episode, so make sure you give it a listen and listen to the breakdown after the show. Just a couple things to be aware of. I am going to be leading a retreat in October in 2020. I thought that that was going to be my last women's retreat. We did it in February of 2020, so right before the pandemic really hit. And I really thought that that was going to be it. But the past two years with everything that's going on in the world, with everything that's happened in my life, with the many, many requests I've gotten about hosting another women's retreat, I have decided that I'm going to do it. It's going to be in Austin and it's going to be October 7th through 9th. It's just a weekend. It's a Friday through Sunday and I'll be giving the website and opening enrollment for it soon. I just wanted to give all of you a heads up so that you could put it on your calendar if you're feeling that, ooh, I want to do this. And even if you've been to my women's retreat, it's always nice to come back because you will have a different experience because you're not the same person you were when you came to the first one. All right. As you listen to this episode with Dana, consider, do you have that feeling of never feeling good enough? Do you constantly look for what's wrong in a situation or what could go wrong in a situation? Have a hard time just finding peace and joy in what is. Did you grow up in a house where your needs weren't really met and you even have a hard time communicating your needs now? Do you have a hard time being present and slowing down? Are you always thinking ahead, thinking of the future, thinking of what you have to do next, moving quickly? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Dana. Before we dive in, I want to make you aware of a company you may not have heard of. We're making really awesome things called Cured, and they are giving my listeners 20% off their products. I'm going to tell you a little bit more how you can get that in a second. But first, I want to talk to you about one of their products called Zen. It was formulated by their own in-house clinical herbalists. It contains a blend of reishi mushrooms, ashwagandha, chamomile, passionflower, and broad-spectrum CBD. And if none of those names mean anything to you, I will tell you that all of those things are all about calm. They're all about relaxing. They're all about giving you that little extra boost to help you calm down, help you sleep, help you regulate. And I really love that it has no melatonin in it because melatonin can kind of make us groggy sometimes. And with Zen, you can wake up feeling really, really refreshed. Reishi is an amazing mushroom that promotes stress release and calming. They have magnesium in it. Many of us are low in magnesium. I know I really need a lot of magnesium. There's 20 milligrams of CBD, which creates the calming of the mind to help you fall asleep. And remember, CBD is very different than THC. And ashwagandha and passionflower both help improve your stress response and calm the mind. So I know a lot of you are like me sometimes where, you know, 
you may be worrying, your anxiety might be up, it may be hard to go to sleep, you may want to give Zen a try. And you can get it by going to curednutrition.com slash over it and use the promo code over it at checkout and get 20% off. Again, go to cured, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com slash over it, enter the coupon code over it at checkout and save 20%. And now on to my coaching call with Dana. Dana, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. So I guess you could say I am one of the women who are, is often viewed as blessed and, um, you know, I am an achiever. I've done some crazy, awesome things in my life, but as of recently, I've just recognized that like nothing's enough. Right. And Mm. that is permeating into many parts of my life, far beyond my career, into my marriage, into friendships, into other relationships. And I'm just interested in digging deeper into that and understanding more about myself. And I think I have a good grasp on where that comes from. And I've been working on it for years, but I just can't seem to reshape it. So what do you mean by nothing's enough? Well, I'll use my husband as an example. He is a wonderful human being. He would literally do anything for me, but yet I still find like grievances and annoyances in just about anything that he does, even though in the bigger picture, he is a wonderful man and always there and always present for me. Mm, mm. Okay. Give me another example. So with work, I have a really great job right now and I'm actually getting ready to start a new job, which is the level up I was looking for. But before I've even started looking for, or before I've even started my new job, I'm already thinking about, well, what comes next? Is this going to be enough for me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you said you've done some digging and exploration of this. What do you think is the purpose of this pattern? Well, I see two things. One being is, you know, I have a, an abandonment wound from a child, alcoholic father, just was an absentee father, more or less. And my mother was a single, a very, very young single mother because of that. And so, you know, the way I received it was that she was always picking work over my sister and I. Um, and I can't imagine what that situation was like for her. But for me, that drove me to be like the overachiever, try to get a try to get some attention from my mom just to show her like, Hey, look, I'm doing it. I'm doing all the things that you said would make me successful just to be met with. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm, okay. Okay. So when you think about this as a protective pattern, cause that's what it is, all these patterns that we develop, they serve a, they serve a purpose and you've listened to the show. So you've heard me talk about this before. What is the purpose of this? How does this pattern of looking for grievances or already thinking about what could be better or the next thing. How do you think that pattern protects you and has protected you, especially think about as a child, why you needed this pattern? Well, as a child, I think I needed this pattern to feel worthy. Mm -hmm. How did it help you feel worthy? Well, I guess it didn't when talking about it now. Well, when we use our rational mind, these patterns don't make a lot of sense. (laughs) But when we're a little kid trying to get needs met and trying to protect ourselves and trying to make sure we feel validated and loved and safe and worthy and all those things, how do you think it served you then? That's a really good question. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I'm thinking on it and what's coming to mind is, you know, wanting acceptance from the adults that were around me, not wanting to be one of the kids who were meant to be seen and not heard. I wanted right. to be heard right, and understood. So. so if you were looking for attention and affection, you had absentee father, right? Mom who was doing the best she could, but wasn't very emotionally there for you. Mm-hmm. It's, you developed a habit early on of scanning for the negative because Mm. that was the only way to brace yourself, to prepare, to like deal with what was going on because you weren't getting your needs met. So you kind of had to go, okay, what else bad could happen that I need to prepare myself for? Or where do I need to look for what's going wrong here so that I'm not caught off guard? Can you see that a little bit? Yes, totally. That landed for sure. How did it land? What really hit you? Well, I've just never seen it from or recognized it from that perspective before that I seek out the negative, especially Mm -hmm. because I work so hard to see the positive. Right. And so I guess what's coming up for me now in hearing you speak is that I was scanning for the negative so that I could be prepared for it. Exactly. Exactly. Because your husband may be a great person, but he could leave. This job Mm -hmm. may be great, but you could get fired. There's a part Uh of you, a little girl girl part of you that thinks that everything that she loves and everything she cares about is going to be taken away because you never really had it in the first place. Yeah. So you talk about worthiness, that the tie here is because you never really had your needs met, yes, it makes you feel unworthy, but it also creates a sort of a comfort zone with needs not being met. So when they actually are, like you have a loving husband and you have this job that you've waited for, there's a part of you that's like, well, this doesn't compute. This isn't our norm. So there Mm -hmm. must be something wrong here and I'm going to figure out what it is so that I can feel safe again because the good doesn't Mm. last. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's so much nothing's good enough. Underneath that, I think it's more, I can't trust the good. Yeah, I'm getting a little emotional hearing you talk through that. Yeah. So let that emotion come up. If it could speak, what would it say, that emotion? Oh, I just like, just like feel my little girl just like trembling in fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That like, that I won't be good enough Mm -hmm. no matter what I do. Mm -hmm. And you'll lose what is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Because in your life, there were probably moments with either parent that were good. And then they, were, they, they went away. Yeah. It like slipped through your fingers. Yeah. And, and that what you said about the needs not being met, that, that also really landed for me too. Because my husband will also be like, well, what do you want? Whether it's just casual conversation or in, in the middle of an argument or whatever. And I'll be like, I don't know. And I just realized like, I, do, I don't know what I want. Mm-hmm. most of the time because my needs haven't been met. Mm-hmm. So, or if I've asked for them, I don't get what I want. Right. Right. And that was another thing I was going to talk about with you. I was going to ask how good are you at asking for what you want? Because oftentimes we develop a pattern of, or a habit of judging others and collecting mm-hmm. evidence against them or against a situation because we're not really getting our needs met. 
And that's the thing. Your husband may be an amazing person and he may be meeting your needs the best way he knows how, but he actually may not be needing some of the needs that you actually have. And there's a part of you that one may not know them, but two is afraid to really own them and ask for them because then that's possibly more disappointment and more heartbreak. So, and we project any anger, unresolved stuff at our, of our parents onto our partners. It's just a natural thing that we do. So even though your grown up adult, rational, logical mind knows this is your husband and not your parents, there's a part of you that is just waiting for him to disappoint you. So it's easier to just kind of look for what's wrong. And there's also a part of you that's probably angry that you're not getting your needs met and is extra critical because of that. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So is there a need that you're not, because I know you're saying you don't know, but deep down you do. So just, just close your eyes for a moment. Just see if you can drop your awareness into your heart and into your solar plexus, like into your belly area. And just, I'll just ask you and just ask internally as I ask you, is there a need in my life? Do I have a need that's currently not being met? And just see what comes up. So the first thing that comes up for me is like that, um, that like safe embrace, mm. um, you know, just like feeling safe in someone else's arms. Um, cause I, I did not have that as a child. And that's very interesting because my husband, um, does not give like long enduring hugs. It's just kind of like a quick squeeze and then we move on to whatever is next for us to do. Mm. 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 Well, that's a beautiful awareness that just came up. So is that a need Mm -hmm. that you have is you'd like to feel safe in his arms? You'd like a long enduring hug where you're the one that pulls away first and you just want to be held. Yeah. Yeah. So can you see that that's a need, that need for physical, I'm going to call it intimacy because that's what a super long enduring hug is, you know, intimacy isn't just sexual intimacy. It's that emotional, physical, affectionate intimacy. So can you see that there's an intimacy affection need that's not being met in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, when we have unmet needs, especially if we were raised in a way where we couldn't have outbursts. We had to be the good girl or the good boy. We had to keep it together. We held a lot inside internally. You know, we can be ruthless externally and allowed to people or internally. And a lot of us that had to withhold a lot as children, we can be really mean in our heads to people. But when it comes to actually saying it to their face, we cower. Oh no, I'll say it to your face. Okay, but. good. You have a little bit of both. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we were, we were not raised to be shrinking violets. Great. That's wonderful. I love that. But could you say it to your parents? There was a long period of time where I couldn't, but, um, I'd say as I've been working through a lot of my own trauma in over the past few years as an adult, I have been able to share some of this with my mom. Okay. Um, and now time to speak up to husband as well. Yeah. With this is something I really need. 
I need to feel held and safe. I need to be the yeah. one that releases from the hug first. And I need you at times to initiate the hug. I need you at times to just come up to me and grab me and hold me. Mm-hmm. That's wild because you'd probably be like, you don't ever want to be hugged. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, totally. I, I agree with you now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So close your eyes again. Drop your awareness down from your head into your heart and your solar plexus. And Dana, what else do you need? Um, I need a really strong like social circle around me, which has also been something that has been very challenging because we moved a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I gave all that up. Mm-hmm. So you need some friends and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's one step you could take toward that? Um, I mean, I've tried making friends, joined different groups. I've done the Bumble BFF things. Um, maybe this is tying into the whole abandonment syndrome and, and the, the judgment. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. It's just kind of like, oh, well this person's not gonna, this person doesn't think on the same plane that I do, or we don't, mm-hmm. you so know, the judge, like the it just doesn't, it, yeah, the judgment, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like a match. So I just kind mm-hmm. of discard it or, mm-hmm. you know, I had one friend, we became friends about six months ago and we were hanging out a lot and then she started dating someone and now it's like, we never talk. Mm. Mm. And what do you make that mean? back to the not good enough, mm-hmm. not being worthy of friendship mm-hmm. and connectedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big leap to take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For someone I only met six months yeah. ago, especially. Yeah. 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 But I see it. See, it fits into the story and that story protects you from getting abandoned. Like if someone can disappear before you get too close, then it doesn't hurt as bad. Mm-hmm. So people with abandonment wounds often do repel people because there's a come here, go away energy. It's like, come here, come here, come here. Oh, wait, you're here. Shit. Now you may really leave. Let me push you away first. Let me find a reason to, that there's something wrong with you. Or let me sabotage this somehow. Yeah. Or let me attract someone who isn't really a match anyway. So then I don't have to get super close and I have to worry about being abandoned. So this is another protective thing that you're doing. And nothing's bad or wrong about that. Protective patterns are protective. They're great. We just have to work with them and remind our inner child like that, that wounded part of ourselves, that sensitive part of ourselves that we're, we're here. We're not going to abandon them. We're safe. That was then, this is now. And, and realize what's playing out. It's like, you have a lot of self-awareness, Dana. You sort of know what's going on. And Mm -hmm. It's sort of like these things happen. You have two choices. Go into your story about it of like, oh, people in this town don't connect with me or we're not the same vibe or whatever, or kind of go, oh, wow, here I am in my pattern. I'm afraid of Mm -hmm. getting too close because with an abandonment wound, there's definitely going to be fear of intimacy, but yet you Mm -hmm. want it. 
So you know this about yourself and instead of wanting to just change it or fix it about yourself, you work with it. You know that when making friends, your judger is going to come up because you don't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your husband. It's like you want to hug, he, but he says you don't. It's like that come here, go away energy. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And it served you well. It served you well. Again, there's nothing bad or wrong with you or it or the pattern or anything. It's, and this is where I see so many people get stuck in personal development. They have the awareness and they expect the change. And the transformation takes time. It's much better, for lack of a better word, to have the awareness and then work with where we are rather than expecting ourselves to change. Mm. So it's kind of like going, of course, no one feels good enough. I'm afraid of being abandoned. I'm afraid of people getting too close. So of course I'm judging because I think that's protecting me. All right, great. Can I be a little less judgmental? Can I give this person another chance? Can I open my heart? But if you're judging Mm -hmm. yourself and expecting yourself to be different in the process, it's going to be so much harder. These are big owies you're working through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just find new ways to appear, that's for sure. Yeah, that tends to be what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying, but that's evolution. Mm-hmm. So when when working with where I am and and having that awareness, recognizing the judgment when it comes up, is your advice is to just remind myself that where this is coming from Mm -hmm. and that it's a, it's a protective pattern or habit that I've built. Right. Right. To really a lifetime. Right. To really go, is this really true? Like, is this accurate what I'm doing right now? Or is this a protective pattern? Mm. Like again, using the example of your husband, when you are noticing what's, what's wrong with him or what he's doing wrong or whatever to go, Oh, there I am doing that thing that I think keeps me safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me take a breath. I forgive myself in this moment for judging. I remind myself that he's not my parents. What can I find that's more true in this moment? In this moment, he's doing this, this, and this, and that feels pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you just gradually talk yourself through the pattern. That's really how true transformation occurs is we find ourselves in the trigger or in the habit or in the pattern or in the reaction. And we notice and we're like, whoa, I'm in it. Here I am. Okay. Let me choose differently. And that's part of evolution, part of development, because for many years you did this pattern and didn't even realize you were doing it. Now you have the awareness so now you just are aware and you observe and you try to catch yourself and you don't expect yourself to change overnight. Right. That whole instant gratification thing. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, you want out of suffering. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to enjoy the good mm-hmm. and everything that you've worked for in your life. Same with the job. When you find yourself thinking about the next thing or whatever – you can just be like, okay, that's a part of me that thinks that this is going to be taken away and I need a backup mm-hmm. plan or I need something better or whatever the story is. And you're like, okay, thank you to that part that's looking out for me. And right now it's okay if we're just here in this moment. 
And it's okay if we celebrate that we got this promotion. Yeah, well, that celebrating notion lands for me too because I don't know how to celebrate success. Yeah, most people that never feel good enough can't celebrate the good because deep down they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And they're just waiting for it to go away. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go from where you are now to being the best celebrator in the world. But if you can at least let yourself have moments of it's okay to relax into this. It's okay to have some relief in this moment that I'm actually where I want to be. Like if you can focus on contentment versus celebration, I think that might be a great step for you. Just like, mm. oh, okay, Whew. I'm content. Versus, woo, like this is the most amazing thing ever. That's a big leap for you. But can you <laughs> yes. can you just like when I said focus on contentment? Did you feel that in your body? I did. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I I would say what hearing you talk through this with me, I'm just recognizing like how much tension I hold in yeah. like my heart and my yeah. solar plexus area, yeah. and. Um, I mean, even today I was just on edge about everything and no one's even around. My husband's yeah. out mountain biking right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the heart and the belly, right? The heart where we love and the belly where we feel safe. You had to build some armor up around that. So of course there's tension there. So another important aspect for you, Dana, is just to, just to breathe into those places. Just do a lot of closing your eyes and bringing your awareness into that tension and just breathing into it. Imagine just breathing in love and with no agenda. If the tension wants to stay, it can stay. But just just acknowledging it, noticing it, being with it. And as you breathe into it, does it shift at all? I would say right now I'm just feeling um, a little lighter. Yeah. It's still there, but right. a little lighter. That's great. And if it gets heavier, that's okay too. There's no agenda here. It's just being with it. The, as soon as we think something's a problem, it's a problem. <laughs> but if it's just an indicator, if it's just a message, if it's just a little alarm saying, oh, hey, get out of your head. Breathe into these spaces. I'm feeling a little tender right now. Whatever. See it as just a little messenger, just a little alarm going, hello. Mm -hmm. Need to stop. Slow down. Breathe. Because when we have that wiring of we're always scanning for the negative, always waiting for the other shoe to drop, we're very future-based. Very fast energy, externally and uh -huh. mentally. And that can make us very productive in some ways. However, it can make us not very present and it can really rev up our nervous system because on some level that fast paced patterning is your trauma response. Like that constantly scanning, thinking ahead, that is a trauma response. So it's going to jack up your nervous system a bit. Mm -hmm. So the more you can breathe, be in the body, you know, even if it's just for a minute, 
or even if it's just for a second and let your nervous system calm, it'll start to tell your brain, oh, wait, we're not in a trauma. We don't have to fight, flight, or freeze right now. We're actually safe. So mm-hmm. another good mantra for you is I'm safe. So just put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and take a breath. Take several breaths and just either internally or out loud, whichever is more comfortable for you, just say I'm safe. I'm safe. One more time. I'm safe. Yeah. How does that feel? Better. I can, my stomach just feels um, not as tight. Great. So that's a good tool for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of I'm not good enough, it's really, it's safe to trust the good in my life. Mm-hmm. going to write that one down. Mm-hmm. And I deserve the good. Does this help? Yes. How do you feel now? More level-headed. Mm-hmm. Not as revved up as mm-hmm. I was at the beginning of the call or as I have been all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's safe to trust the good and it's safe to ask for what I need. And I know what I need. That's the other big takeaway is you like going inside, really tuning into your needs and being able to speak them. And that will take practice, but you can do it. You did great on this call. So I know you can. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana, for being on the show and bringing a topic that so many of us can really relate to. And whether or not you grew up in a household where you felt like your needs weren't really met, all of us on some level can relate to feeling not good enough or like things aren't good enough. And we can be either incredibly critical of ourselves or we can be incredibly critical of the other person. And we can just be in this vicious cycle of not feeling good enough and not feeling like things are good enough. It's like, either I'm not good enough or you're not good enough. It's just, it can be absolutely exhausting. And so what really came forward with Dana today is there's that protective pattern of scanning for the negative, looking for what could go wrong, because that was one of the ways she had to protect herself as a child. She wasn't really getting her needs met. There were probably a lot of surprises that she didn't really want. She didn't have parents that were always looking out for her. You know, dad wasn't there, mom was working. So she had to manage taking care of herself by scanning for what could go wrong or what is wrong. And so now that pattern, even though it's annoying to her on on some level now, and she has the awareness that it's not serving her, on some level it is still serving her because there's a part of her that thinks it's keeping her safe. So One of the most important things I talked to Dana about that I want to remind all of you is that when we have awareness about something, we don't want to immediately have the expectation that, boom, we're going to change it. That is just going to set us up for an expectation hangover and more opportunities to beat ourselves up. The purpose of personal development is an overnight transformation. Wouldn't that be lovely if we just had an awareness and, boom, instantly we're fixed, solved, whatever word we want to use. But we're human beings. We're evolving. 
personal transformation is not overnight. And when we have the awareness, we can go, oh, okay, I have the awareness. I can spot myself in the pattern, not expect myself to change immediately, but work with myself while I'm in the pattern. And that's what Dana's next step is, is really working with herself while she's in the pattern instead of expecting herself to boom change overnight, because that's that internal critic, right? Either she's not good enough or things outside of her aren't good enough, the husband, the job, whatever it may be. Also, a lot of you may say, my needs weren't met. I don't know what I need. Not true. When you really drop in to your heart, to your solar plexus, you really drop in and you ask yourself, what do I need deeply? There will be an answer there. And it may be a question you need to ask yourself every day because there's a part of you that's not used to you saying, what do I need? Because you've just gone through your whole life getting your needs met in subconscious ways that really aren't meeting true deep needs. And what I mean by that is Dana's gone through her whole life getting her needs met by scanning through the negative, right? This It's a subconscious pattern of I'm not safe. Things could change in an instant. I'm going to look scan for the negative so I can prepare myself for being abandoned, being hurt, being surprised in a not great way, whatever it may be. And so that's how she learns to get her needs met. But if she can bring more conscious awareness to really dialing in what do I need and meeting it in a way that isn't based on that old protective pattern, then that old protective pattern doesn't need to run as much anymore because that old protective pattern is going, oh, wait, we are getting our needs met. So there's a responsibility we take as adults to parent our inner child, to look at our past, understand how it impacted us, but not blame, not use it as a scapegoat, not think that we can't get out of it, but to really take ownership of, okay, I have abandonment wounding and I am not abandoning myself. I'm not going to continue the cycle by abandoning myself, by thinking that I don't know what I need. So if this is resonating with you, I want to say it again. You know what you need. You may have to drop in, be quiet for a while and just listen, but you know what you need. Ask for it. Give it to yourself. You can't expect anyone else in your life to truly give you what you need if you don't know what that is. But you've got to take some time and go, I am worthy, I'm deserving of dropping in and truly asking all parts of me, what do I need? Because you are good enough and you do deserve it. All right, everyone, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.